Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people, the jockeys, the horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time Last now race. for punters post-mortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to punters post-mortem. Yeah, good morning and welcome to a special edition of Punters Postmortem here in New South Wales as we had our Queen's birthday public holiday yesterday. It'll be a standard Punters Postmortem today up until 10 o'clock, of course, with the panel of Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester and Glenn Mundy. We'll be talking a lot about the weekend's racing and some highlights, no doubt, from plenty of callers, hopefully, today uh, from the racing that was on Saturday, which we've got to cast our mind uh, back a couple of days. Now, as we did last week, uh, we had a number of callers ring in, and we also gave away that merchandise from Arrowfield. Well, we're doing that again. Best caller today will receive some merch from our good friends at Arrowfield Startup there in the Hunter Valley. Ron Duffersey, uh joins us. Duff, you're in Brisbane on Saturday. You saw some wonderful racing, mate. What was your number one highlight for the day? Um, tricky. I think Converge was um, really stamped himself as a really good three-year-old, and maybe even a three-year-old that could contest a cox plate uh, the, the way they've just stumbled on the way to ride him uh, when he missed the start in the sires and charged home and again on saturday ridden that little bit quieter instead of leading he he launched with a great turn of speed and um, looked fairly dominant there so i'm interested to see what he does when he comes back as far as when he steps up to that mile again and even maybe even that 2000 meters so i thought he was uh, outstanding con- considering um uh, how long he's been up. Dean Lester, a lot was said. I know the boys, um, uh, Greg Radley uh, and Duff and also Lizzie on Thoroughbred Weekly discussed Craig Williams. Mate, you've done a, a lot of stuff with Craig over the years, based in Victoria, obviously, and um, he's just an absolute gentleman, isn't he? Yeah, he's a star on and off the track, Dave. Good morning to you. And, uh, yeah, he's... Uh uh, the way he wants racing to be seen, uh, he's, a, he's a great ambassador for the sport and then he goes out and rides like that on Saturday and, uh, yeah, what do you have? Five rides, three wins and a couple of placings and, uh, it's, you know, a magnificent day for him and, uh, capped, uh, with Tefane, uh, giving Mike Maroney second win in the Stradbroke. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great uh, win from Tefane. Glenn Munsey, good morning to you, mate. Um, you were watching all the races in Sydney and Brisbane. Uh, what did you make firstly? What was your highlight in Sydney? Uh, my highlight is, well, first of all, good morning, Dave. Lovely to have you back on deck after a few days off. Um, good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Dino. My highlight in Sydney, uh, well, Reese Jones rode four winners. Uh, uh, Dave, it's hard not to see someone that rides four winners on a Saturday program as a three-kilo apprentice uh, as taking uh, the honours there, but he, he backed it up yesterday at Warwick Farm, and the most amazing effort is, Dave, here he is, a three-kilo apprentice, has ridden every single day this month. And I'll, I'll ask Dino, um, didn't Victoria bring in a rule probably a couple of years ago, Dino, regarding apprentices, and they had to, uh, well, they weren't able to ride consecutive days? Yeah, it's uh, it's been in for probably four or five years now. They can't ride more than ten consecutive days, and oh, it might even be seven now. Um, and they uh, and they certainly can't ride like if there's a day and a night meeting, they can't ride it. They can't go to both, so they've got to they've got to pick a meeting. They can't go to two meetings. Yeah, but uh, you know, an amazing. He, he's only mm. missed out two days this month that he hasn't ridden a winner. 
Um, so, and he, he's starting a suspension today, but uh, um, I don't think he'll have much trouble getting very, very close to a full book of rides every Saturday in town for the next uh, couple of months. No. Uh, look, Duff, you've seen plenty of kids come through. Uh, what have you noticed about Reese and his style? Um, he's unique. He's um, he, he looks part of the horse. Horses run for him. He, he doesn't panic. Uh, I like his patience. He's good um, out of the gates, Ron. Yep, he's good out of the gates. Good, good he's, technique. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's mature. He's twenty five. Yeah, he's strong too. He's, he's Paul Joyce strong. made a comment yesterday uh, when we were sitting there at Warwick Farm. You, you typically think of a three kilo apprentice of very inexperienced, very immature, and not having a great deal of strength. But he's got a good mind about him as well. Well, he's got a very, very good teacher uh, in Neil Campton there that's uh, into his ear all the time. Uh, Neil's got a fair bit of experience in the racing caper, but he, he he manages to lift them and basically finds another gear on them sometimes. No, oh, yeah, no doubt. I remember when he had his first ride in town and run third, and I picked him up there, and even on the Sunday, so I said, I'd never heard of the kid. And I said, geez, that kid, look at that kid's style. And he's just come a long way since then. And he's um, he's kept his head in check, which is the main thing for these kids. Um, you know, it's not going to be, he's not going to be there riding five favourites when the big boys are back in town. And, and uh, when these, you know, this is, it gets a longer carnival, and it's harder for apprentices, but... He's made his mark, and just look at the stables that he rode winners for on Saturday. They've jumped straight on board. You know, he rode winners for O'Shea, Godolphin, and Waller. Uh, Gay Waterhouse give him a ride, and, and Adrian Bott. Uh, so they're all they're all onto him. They all want to utilise that claim while he's got it, which won't be for long. Exactly right. Let's go to the Stradbroke uh, Duff Tafane, the winner. Uh, what's your assessment of uh, of the race and? With poor old Vega one, he just landed in that spot that I don't think they were expecting him to be in. Yep, um, just a, a, a beautiful ride by Williams on the, on the winner. She'd set up well. She, there was an inkling that she'd returned to form at a previous start, running really well, and she'd come on again since and and got the job. She's um, you know she's already a Group One of it all Group One winner of it all age stakes. She was beautifully weighted. And uh, just got all things go her way. Vega one was good again. Got galloped on. Uh, Signore Fox, that's two good runs from him. Mr Quickie charged up probably the wrong part of the track at that stage stage of the day and subpoenaed just wide, wide, wide from no cover the whole way. She was, she was pretty good. Um, other than that, I, I don't think there was any real hard luck stories in the race. Uh, I think we had a, a worthy winner and a very, very good mare. What about uh, Tefane uh, Dino? I mean, um, was there any sneaky runs in the race that uh, you've now assessed over the last couple of days? Dino? Sorry, Dave. Uh, Sorry, mate. I've got, I've got to turn the microphone on. I should know that by now. Um, it, uh, with with regard to Tefane, um, you know, she's... She's built a terrific record beyond 1,200 metres because she hasn't had many goes at it. Uh, early doors, she used to race way too keenly, so they never even contemplated it. But now she's had, uh, I think it's three goes. She won the all-aged, and then she didn't appear in a race beyond 1,200 until the BRC sprint, and she ran second with 60 kilos, and now she's run a Stradbroke. So, you know, Tats Tiara and even the Empire Rose, maybe at 1,600 in the spring, might be something that uh, she can aim at. So she's a terrific mare. Munns, what about the betting on this race? Uh, you know, was there much money around for Tefane? I uh, see on rise of the SP of $12. Um, just looking at it, Dave, basically, 
one of those horses that held its mark was a ten dollar chance um, all week uh, and never really moved. So to, to SP twelve dollars, it's um, just basically sat there the whole way, you know, in the top half a dozen of the market all the time and maintained its spot there. When you consider horses like Wild Planet were very, very easy, um, you know, and uh, different things like that. When uh, And it, she just sat there and was pretty popular without being a, you know, a horror result or anything like that. But, um, you know, just there all the time and never went away. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, what about some of the hard luck stories? A few punters here asking about the Herovian. Do you think yeah. he should have finished closer? Yeah, he got healed up in the straight and uh, lost a bit of immense. But, you know, you could make a little case that he should have finished right on the place getter's heels there, or, or if not into a place. But uh, uh, other than that, um, I don't think, you know, usually you come out of these races and there's three or four hard luck stories. But I wouldn't think so, other than maybe, maybe some horses maybe didn't get to the perceived best part of the track and things like that. Um, it's hard to say, you know, something was very unlucky. All right. Uh, Dino? Yeah, the Herovian for me, Dave, because uh, he's a horse that's got to wind up and uh, he got stopped and and those horses, it just takes too long for them to get going again. He's not one that can stop and start and uh, I thought at a crucial stage of the race he lost his momentum. He's only been beaten a length and a half, so uh, I'll be forgiving of him. Probably uh, the other one I thought didn't have the best of runs was our back Barbie because she ended up a bit close for her and and probably into the race too early. I, I think you know we know that she's better you know swooping late. Munns, uh, we've already had uh, Duff touch on Converge. Uh, where I was at on Saturday, everyone wanted to be on. Uh, I know if there's been a lot of social media videos too of a lot of people um, you know cheering at home. Was it the the best back runner of the day in in Brisbane in terms of the rip out as well? Uh, was the worst result of the day for us, Dave, yeah. by far, uh, Converge. Uh, I know uh, Tab posted a uh, social media that, that uh, their ambassador in Brisbane, Damien Brown, the former Group 1 winning jockey up there, made it his best of the day. So um, there was plenty of vision there of the uh, the people in the Tab suite, uh, wherever it is at Eagle Farm, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, but they were up and down and, uh, and up and about. But it was by far and away the worst result for us uh, in Brisbane on Saturday. Was that the the win you were expecting, Duff, or did, did he exceed expectations for you, Converge? All he had to do was reproduce his previous performance, and uh, that's exactly what he did, because his running the size was clearly, clearly the best run in the race. But you thought, wow, um, we've, we've known him before the size to be just a horse, you know, tugging along on speed there and, and just battling away and doing a good job, but... When they when he missed the start in the size and and finished off like that and and, and he he was he was an outstanding because he had, was next to Port Louis, Port Louis got a dream run through and uh, he had to come back and he was last and he he, he flew in the size and he he did set back that up on Saturday with a a similar type performance and. Uh, yeah, he, he like I said, he's an interesting horse. I I think he he could be a, a, a Cox Plate three-year-old, um, uh, you know, in the spring. Uh, but he's got a long way to go. But considering they've learnt to ride him like that and the turn of speed that he's got and his adaptability, um, and his pedigree, and considering he's been up all the way through, if he can spell. And uh, you know, grow a bit, and uh, all that. He's 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 right there. He's right there. 
He's, he's not a big horse, is he, Duff? No, he's not. Um, a lot of these Frankels come in all shapes and sizes. It re- reminds me a little a bit of Danehill. Mm-hmm. When the first Danehills come along, they were all shapes and sizes. You could not have touched them in a sail ring, um, but they all had motors. And I think Frankel's a bit the same. Um, I've seen all shapes and sizes with these Frankels, uh, but uh, obviously he was a champion racehorse, and this horse is uh, on his way. And obviously with that pedigree, you, you wouldn't think he's a squibby two-year-old. Ronnie, have we discovered a new way to ride him by accident? Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, because it's, you know, the gay, the Waterhouse bot style. Get, up, get them on the speed. That's their style with nearly everything that's capable of doing it. But the time he missed the start there, two starts back, that was his a career best. And ridden that way again on Saturday, it was another career best. So I think so. It, it helps his finishing speed. Mm. Dino, uh, data to come out of the race I'm not sure if you've got any on the TJ But um, was uh, the numbers uh, as good as it looked visually? Uh, look, at, for a two-year-old it was pretty solid, Dave um, he, he was uh, just... The, the uh, great thing about him was his strength And as uh, you've, you've touched on the way he's been, been ridden at his last two runs uh, He just you know, he just owned that race uh, from where he was on Saturday And yeah, I think those figures are competitive to think that as a three-year-old he's uh, he's going to be uh, you know pretty high quality and could he be a Cox Plate horse? So you know with the, with the lightweight uh, as a three-year-old, I think he's certainly shaping that way. So if uh, he's Ronnie, gone, just, or just, go, sorry, go, just go, another go, race here, Dave on Saturday. Did you check the brands on Superium when it came back in? Oh God, <laughs> don't, don't talk to me about Superium. Um, I don't know the. He, he, he just didn't want to win the previous start. And that was a race he should have just absolutely toyed with them. Uh, but anyway, that's racing. He he got another quiet ride. And, and uh, Craig Williams said to me two weeks ago, he said, by Stradbroke Day, uh, Barrier 20 is going to be like Barrier 1. And he was 100% right. Uh, as the as the as the carnival went on, uh, you could cover ground, and you could. And he by the last race, he went okay. Here we go. Uh, one we're going to have one crack out wide here, and and uh, she's run amazing figures, hitting the uh, what looked a uh, a bowling green out there. Yeah, different uh, patch, wasn't it? A, a completely, because that's where they've been working. There's no grass out there, mm. and it was on that in that hard bit of the track. He's just a genius. He, he is a genius. So that may have been a little bit flattering considering what I could see was a fast lane. So we've just covered off Brooklyn Hustle there in that uh, that Dane Ripper uh, and also the touch on Superium. Just back to uh, the JJ because there's a text here, Duff. Because of the impressive nature of Converger's win, does that give you a little bit more um, of an oomph in your form assessment of uh, Giannis, the Waller horse? Um yeah, maybe, but I, I don't know about the race in general, to tell you the truth. You know, I, I don't think these horses are going to be, you know, matching it early season three-year-olds with, you know, your stay insides and your profiteers and whatever. Uh, but I think Converge is the one uh, for, for, for the longer races. You know, you, you, you know, your Caulfield Guineas or whatever. Um, he, he, he stands out there as the, 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 the A-grade miler. Uh, where I don't know where, about the others in the race. You know, Giannis has, he did a good job and Tiger and Malay's done a good job and a few others have there as well. But 
as far as being on paper the the strongest JJ Atkins I've seen, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm I'm not sure. I don't think so. But the winner, he's just done something a little bit freakish in his past couple as far as dominance is concerned. Have Boys, we seen a couple of those two-year-olds not being able to transfer their wet track form to Eagle Farm on very, very firm tracks? Yep, yeah, um, possibly. We're, we're using, um, you know, we're using the track as, as an excuse for a lot of horses. Um, I couldn't see that really in the, the time. Of the times I've seen Eagle Farm a lot worse over the last two years. Uh, so it's not as if they're going out breaking records at every race. I thought considering what they got to work with I, I thought they presented the track in pretty good order that's not saying it doesn't need uh, some some big big renovations in the next 12 months or two years in fact it might have to even be ripped up again because it's the wrong profile uh, for that climate boys we'll take a break it's a 9:26. can i open up the other lines as well the phone lines 13 53 53 is the open line number if you've got a question for our panel we'll come back and have a look at some of the racing in sydney after this michael maxworthy on what drew him to racing and it used to be the weights had come out then the acceptances on the monday and then the form on a tuesday and all the tipsters were they tipping one of our horses it is build and to actually to watch them or strap them as i did back in those days and to see them win it, it was just a, an amazing feeling that i couldn't get out of my system monday's experts, monday's experts. 11 a.m monday on racing hq Pierata, winner of the Group 1 All-Age Stakes. Parada and Neck in front, holding Osborne, and Parada takes out the All-Age. He was outside of the top five only twice in his 26 career starts, winning over $5.8 million in prize money. His first foals are arriving this season, now standing at Aquas Queensland for 40000 plus GST. For more information on Pierata, contact JD or PK from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com. Like Loz's Multi, does your punters club still need all the help it can get? The guys at Sticky Wings are kicking on with their support of punters clubs in pubs and clubs with free chicken wings every week. Get Sticky on the punt by registering your details at stickywings.com.au and the Sticky crew will be in touch. Sticky Wings, the official chicken wing sponsor of punters clubs. Keep an area for the next big announcement for punters. Stickywings.com.au the Punters Panel is the Punters Pal. Big shout out to the Punters Panel. The horse that interests me, but I was hoping he'd avoid Blondo second up, was Iron Power. I thought he ran it. Did a super job first up in his first go in Australia. Ramstein at the 300. Still several lengths clear from Iron Power giving chase and Blondo's two lengths further back. It's Ramstein just in front. Iron Power levels up the outside and Power got the money. The Punters Panel, 9 o'clock Friday morning on Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio. The Punters Panel is the Punters Pal. Big shout out to the Punters Panel. My thoughts on the Scone Cup, guys. I think he'll nearly just win Lumion. I just think he's absolutely oh. airborne. Uh, he's a better horse second up. He loves a mile. I'm, I'm pretty keen, to be honest. No, I thought he was very, very hard to beat. 100 to go. Lumion has burst to the front from Looks Like Elvis, who can't stay with him. And Lumion is drawing away to win the Scone Cup. The Punters Panel, 9 o'clock Friday morning on Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, don't uh, forget to the punters panel this uh, Friday again. And I uh, know, I think Munns was on the board last last week. You, you tipped a few winners, didn't you, Munns? When, Dave? 
Sorry, well, last I've Friday. Been that many readings, I, I can't remember. <laughs> last uh, no, no, Friday. no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I was. I, it was one of you those were, days. You were Dave, tipping Adelong, though. You were tipping Adelong, weren't you? No, I was Mentioning? tipping Wanderbar to beat Adelong, uh, but that was a race, Dave, where I said you've got to bet right around uh, Fatus and Ballistic Lover. It's. I, I've had this discussion with someone on Saturday night. It's a great thing, the punt. You can be a hundred percent right and do your money. Because you can say, right, I'm, I'm going to bet around the favourite, the second favourite here. I'm very keen on, you know, four-colour pen that'll get the good run here. And four-colour pen gets the good run. The favourite and the second favourite finish distressed. And down the outside comes Jackie and blows you out. <laughs> We've got uh, our first caller, uh, gents, uh, Edgar. Edgar's on the line. Morning, Edgar. G'day, mate. How are you? Very good. What's your question? I've got a one for Duff. Uh, Darren Flindell said yesterday that he couldn't recall a jockey wanting in light in Sydney. Well, I backed it because I can stop him. Um, <laughs> it was a Warwick Farm. Pretty sure it was Warwick Farm. It was Craig Hieronymus rode it. The horse called Lloydsville. It was a Saturday meet. It was trained by Kel Bentley. I'm yep. pretty sure it was about 83, 84. You yeah, had a bit of Craig, didn't you, Duff? Yep, I reckon, I reckon you're right. Um, we've had a, a lot of them Australia-wide, uh, but in, in metropolitan Sydney, I don't recall one for a long, long time. I'm sure there has been a few, and that does ring a bell to me as well. But, yeah, uh, it was a Saturday meet, and I'll mate of mine reckons it's cannery, but I'm sure it was a farm. It'd be good if you could find out that. I've got a bit of a bet going on there. All right, well, I know Craig, so... Um, we'll try and get a, a, an answer with that one. Um, geez, that was an unfortunate incident yesterday. It, it, it shouldn't happen. Um, everyone wants to blame the jockey as soon as someone... Oh, the jockey's weighed in light, but it was no, nothing to do with the jockey. Ah. He, he weighed out, he had his lead bag um, that was left on the side of the stalls. It wasn't picked up by the checks, uh, which uh, uh, happen every race here in Sydney. And I don't know why. So uh, one slipped the system, and it's, it's a very costly mistake. Well, mm. in the stewards' yeah. report yesterday, the stewards said that the the, the steward in charge of checking uh, yeah. whether or not the lead bag was on lifted the the saddle cloth up and thought that they saw a lead bag, uh, but what they saw was actually extra padding. Uh, so the lead bag had been left off. So, and the other thing I suppose you've got to uh, say here is, if the lead bag's been left on the the stall where Farmer Brown and probably Justin Sheen giving him a hand saddled it up, it's a wonder someone didn't notice it sitting there w- when the horse walked away. Um, but th- you know, the last person you have to blame is Reese Jones. Yep. Reese Jones, after he weighs out, and they sometimes weigh out forty minutes. He he would have weighed out for that race potentially the race before. He gives his saddle, and they take their saddle down. And now with the COVID situation, the saddles are placed into, well, basically for want of a better term, um, uh, like a, a freestanding sort of cupboard. Uh, with sections in it for the numbers to put the saddles go in. They don't physically hand them over to the trainer. Um, and uh, then the, the trainer or the representative takes that saddle away. So Reese Jones's responsibilities have finished at that point because he has weighed out in front of the stewards. He's given the saddle over. His responsibilities then... Um, take over when he mounts the horse. And, and you can still have a situation where um, the packing can come off 
during the race. We've seen that many, many times. You'll see a, a piece of packing flying back through the field. Um, but to, to say that Rhys Jones is responsible, that that's, couldn't be farther from the truth. Mm. Mm. Uh, let's get to Pat now. Morning, Pat. Oh, no, Pat's dropped out. Okay, hopefully Pat can uh, get back with us uh, and go in the draw. Of course, we'll be giving away that Arrowfield merchandise uh, to today's best caller on Punters Postmortem. Uh, Duff, what did you think of uh, Adelong? Uh, she's a beauty. Um, when she finds form, she holds it. That's her style of race where she can chase down a leader uh, without really contesting. And uh, she, she's put a couple together now. She's just an 1,100-metre uh, specialist, isn't she? She's a... Uh, She's a she's a ripper mare, um, probably has a little break now and tries just to find a little bit of black type early, early in the spring. So uh, she's um, yep, no excuses for the beaten brigade there. She she chased the leader, chased it down and held him off. Viridine pretty good. He was pretty good, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, that's his that's his class. Uh, he, yep. he should have run well in a, in a race like that, and he yep. he made up ground. And uh, went past, you know, some more favoured runners there late. So he's, he's back in business to a certain extent. I tell right. you, we're good there, Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, the yeah, Singapore's. It, uh, it, it was good. What would you like about it, Glenn? Oh, well, just the fact it was a, you know, if you had a look at his Singapore form, he stretched out from 1,200 to 1,800 in Singapore in one preparation uh, last uh, the last time he stepped out. But just the fact that there was nothing really charging home there uh, at Ramwick uh, on, on Saturday, you know, back and wide and making a, a massive amount of ground. But he just sort of really warmed up through the line the last little bit. And, you know, 1,100, far too short for it. And, uh, you know, he's, he look at his race. He, he ran in all the top quality races in Singapore. Uh, so, he, you know, um, they would have went home very, very happy with his effort on Saturday. Then uh, I'll come to you here because there's a couple of texts on it. Uh, what are you doing with the form from Saturday at uh, Sandown? Because it did look uh, yeah, like you had to have a, a good leader. Well... There'll be a lot of winners come out of it, Dave. So these okay. are the meetings I, I actually like because there's horses there that had no chance that will run 8th and 10th and uh, have probably run pretty well because they just had no chance the way the day panned out. And uh, it was disappointing because I've never seen Hillside play like that. Uh, it's a you know it's a big track and it's usually a very fair track. But uh, the thought was that there was a, a, it really was a lot drier from about the... You know, the 450 onwards, it was probably a heavy eight, and but then a seven in the straight, and uh, those horses getting onto it first just skipped away down that dip, and they were away and gone, and it was just a recurring theme all day. Uh, you know, so yeah, looking at yeah, you know, looking at the results, if you look at them, just uh, you know, horses running eight to ninth, you'd say it's junk form, but there'll be horses out of those that meeting that will uh, definitely improve at their next start. Okay, very interesting. What what was your run of the day then? Considering if was there a horse that's just gone enormous? Considering the bias, oh, I think Barbie's Fox in the mare's race. Uh, that was just a you know, a race where, well, as we said about the theme of the day, they just were getting on pace. Or um, Chassis won that race from behind the leader, but close to the inside. Barbie's Fox was probably ten or twelve wide and just absolutely in the uh, the quicksand and just kept making ground and ran. You know, then you look at the times, and she ran the fourth best 600 of the meeting, third best 400, and the sixth best 200 out in no man's land. So, uh, yeah, her run was enormous. Beautiful. Uh, we've got another. We've got Pat back. Uh, Pat, good morning, mate. Hey, how you going? Very good, mate. What's your question? I was just wondering, out of the Queensland Carnival, what horse would the boys like to be taking home? 
out of the whole carnival. Um, yeah, other than the obvious of, you know, Zaki going to a Cox Plate, I, 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 he won me on Saturday, Ayrton. Yeah, I'll have it. Yeah, he'll do me going to a $7 million race. Um, he was he was very good. He, he, yeah, his next 12 months could be the, the, the eagle, obviously. Then the, you know, he still wouldn't be excessively weighted into a Doncaster and then the Cox Plate as a five-year-old. So he's, yep. you know... He's, he's, if he stays sound, his next 12 to 18 months looks you know, pretty well set in stone and, and exciting. Yeah, I agree. He's a, you know, Mick Price is ready more right, I think. He's, he's raved about him, and I think he's right. Yeah, he's now the $6 favourite for the Golden Eagle. And, uh, boys, as you know, our listeners are our best researchers. Just got a m- note through here. Lindsay from Gerringong. Uh, Lloydsville was at Canterbury in the 1900s. Uh, I'm sure it was trained at that time by Tony Friedman, Lee Friedman's dad. Right. And Lindsay would have been There might have been two Lloydsvilles. Yeah, well, there, I think there was a Lloydsville one word and a Lloydsville hyphenated. Yeah, yeah, might be a different one, but mm. perfect. Uh, we've got just another caller here, guys. Steve, morning, Steve. How are you, mate? You there? Yeah, mate. How you going? Good, mate. What's your question of the panel? I just got one for Dean. Um, just speaking of uh, Ayrton form, um, Amish boy going to the eyeliner. Is it definitely going there? And um, what do you think its chances are? It doesn't look a, a hard, hard race with its uh, good run behind Ayrton the other day. Yeah, uh, I would think you know the, the form stacks up really well. Uh, I'd imagine he's going there. He's got to. to he's, he's up there. The one thing I would say is, it, I think his best form's been on really big tracks. Like he ran well at Eagle Farm. He's run well at Flemington, uh, Randwick. You know, so I, you know, just whether the vagaries of Ipswich might might be uh, a bit tricky for him, but uh, certainly on form, you'd think he'd be hard to beat. Well, he's in a three-year-old set weight race there on Saturday. He's an absolute moral. Moral on ratings, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'd suggest they want to go to the other race, but if he runs in the three-year-old race, it's just... Goodness, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, how far? He's been put right. up favourite uh, in the in the eyeliner, $3.50 favourite over Axe and Groundswell. At six a pair, Scalopini and Tumbler Ridge at $8, and then Boom, Sarah and Splendour on the grass at $13 each of two. There's a market up on the eyeliner. There's a market up on the Gay Waterhouse uh, where Boomtown Lass is the favourite there and the Ipswich Cup market. Equal favourites, Lua, Me In and So You Win. Cheers, guys. You reckon Groundswell would be well suited around uh, Ipswich? Yeah. yeah. To do the speed map there. Mm. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the most important things at that track. Mm. Uh, and a bit of the, I see that news too with uh, what Lee Freeman and both John Moore set to. Uh, well, well, John's already got his winner on the board there eventually, but I think uh, Lee, as his first runner, will be in the eyeliner on uh, on Saturday. Hopefully, and she'll be hard to beat too. She'll be hard to beat. There's uh, no doubt about it. Now we've got Max on the line. Morning, Max. How are you? Very good, mate. What's your question? My question's to do with jackpots on the TAB. Glenn Munsey's you mean. Yeah, but Dave's got a lot more experience than me with the jackpots because he's out doing all these, um, you know, days where he gets to sit in a pub and deal with the punters all day. On Saturday, I believe nobody got the squad. There was no winners. Had the word jackpot and the pool jackpots. I need to know, and so do plenty other punters, where does a jackpot to and what is the system? Now, do do I need to go any further or does that make sense? Glenn? You still there? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so the 
what usually happens, and uh, I, I'm, I'm not a paramutual man uh, because I'm not employed to cover the paramutual. Um, what used to happen was it used to go like for like. Like for like, I think yeah, if it was a, a country meeting. jackpot, it had to go to a country meeting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if it was a Grafton jackpot, would they hold it over uh, to the carnival at Grafton? I don't know the, the period of time that um, they have to get rid of the jackpots on, um, but um, I, I, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but I, I know they used to be, you know, it used to have to go like for like, but the, the time period, I, I don't really know. But Dave, that's something for you when you knock off today at one o'clock or perfect. before it. Uh, be absolutely perfect for you to uh, get in touch with those that, those people in the know there at Tabcorp, if you can find them, and uh, check out what's happening with that jackpot. From I think it's a yeah. fair. I think I think it's a fair question. You know, people want to know when that jackpot they can yeah. chase a, bi- a bigger pool. I don't think it's exactly. a, a question that uh, the, the tab wouldn't answer. It, it is surprising oh, no, they even yeah. put the jackpots. What the, they tell you what the jackpots are. Um, you know, for example, Where they you know, last Saturday there was a jackpot mm. into the big six. Um, you know, there was a jackpot on the big six in Super Tab. There was a UTAB jackpot somewhere. You know, they, they tell you when the jackpots are, but uh, I, I don't think they immediately work out what's happening with the jackpot from, say, last Friday mm. um, to whenever. Mm. Oh, mm. they can answer that. Yeah. Um, just on uh, the couple of texts, this one's from Bill. Everyone's uh, singing Anton's praises. What about the horse that beat him, Apache Chase? Uh, back to, obviously, his own age. I mean, was that just a bridge too far on Saturday for him, obviously? Uh, yeah, it was a, more of a high-pressure race, and he'd probably had a few gut busters, and Apache Chase just got him on the right day, I think, and uh, and at least he'd come out of that uh, that, that, that performance. So I, I'm not counting that as a... A negative to Anton because he was just beaten by a horse that got the right run and, and flowed at the right time um, the day that Apache Chase beat Anton. All right. Yeah. What, um, what, is, uh, what about the, the go for Cisco Bay uh, in, in the last there in Sydney? Uh, did, did that surprise everyone on the panel? The fact that, I mean, obviously the big computers found it. Um, I might come to you here first, Muns. You know, like, what... What type of go was that? Because it just seemed like it was firming throughout the day since your preview. Yeah, it, did, it just did firm all throughout the day, Dave. But I suppose it was one of those races where, you know, only a thrill seeker would probably want to take odds on Blondeau and who was odds on in the morning. And then you had a horse like Criminal Code came out uh, at half past eight. And, you know, there were three horses that were sort of in the market, were Blondo, Canasta and Cisco Bay, away from Criminal Code. Well, the, there was a big gap to the, the next lot of horses. So they just singled out um, Cisco Bay as the real good firmer. But in saying that, in the last sort of 15 minutes of betting, he only held his spot where he was in the market. The thing that really surprised me was how short he paid across the totes. Like, that was a massive tote go. Uh, the last in Cisco Bay. I think he paid three twenty, three forty on the totes and, you know, started close to $4. But it was always a race that only had the three hopes. And, you know, the, the, the race basically panned out the right way. You know, Canasta, I tell you what, he's busting to win a race, Canasta, but I've never seen a horse want to lay in as hard to the fence as he does. Mm. Poor Jean Van Overmeer the last two two times he's ridden him. I don't think he's been able to get at him really bad with the stick in his right hand because he's laying on the fence all the time. Mm. 
another text here. I might come to you here, Dino. Um, Jamie Opperman, uh, you know, just in terms of his uh, potential. Um, this one's from Jimmy at Caringbury. just says, you know, is, is Jamie going to be on the the lookout to, to possibly go across to Melbourne at some point? Because it's, it seems like another one of these young SA kids that uh, can can ride. He, he just continues to. Every time I looked up at Sky One on uh, on Saturday, he was he was in the in the placings. Yeah, we had five of them. Jacob, we won't we won't get his old man over, uh, but uh, Jacob <laughs> Opperman uh, is going along beautifully, and uh, yeah, he, five on Saturday. Biggest issue for him is going to be weight. Uh, he's already he, minimum is fifty four kilos, so uh, yeah, I think he'd be he can't come to Melbourne. Uh, on a semi-permanent basis until he's ridden 20 city winners. So uh, he, yeah, he he cut that up pretty well on uh, Saturday. So uh, he'll uh, he'll be a two-claimer soon, and then he can come to Melbourne whenever he wants. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, he's a... a He's a very strong rider, um, and uh, saw that when he won on Raw Mile a couple of times. So uh, no, he he had a great day Saturday. All right, we've got another caller on the line there, and uh, joining us now is David. Morning, David. How you going? Um, tell you what, um, Duff or Dean, already the Caulfield Guineas. You know, Converge, Animo, the Blue Diamond winner. It's already looking um, pretty exciting. If they all come back, it should be a something to look forward to. But I just want to ask Dean about um, Hungry Heart, you know, the Oaks winner. Um, I just read with interest um, Chris Waller, um, the great man. He he said he's going to um, give her a really light preparation. Um, used to be four-year-old mares. He used to go like Cummings is all his champion mares. It used to be when they were four-year-old mares, he used to set them for the big cups. But I've just noticed recently with these trainers, with Colette and... Um, Hungry hard after an Oaks preparation, they seem to, you know, give them a light preparation the next time. Do, is there any reason for that? Because traditionally, four-year-old mares were when they really came of age, you know, like yeah, Zero I... and Let's Elope and horses like that. It's just been a, a trend. I mean, I'm not going to question Chris Wally knows more than me, of course. I just wonder with the international... why people are so reluctant to run like four-year-old mares like they used to? I just wonder with the international competition whether they've got to be a bit more mature. Uh, and we saw that with Very Elegant. You know, she waited a year. And uh, I think, uh, I think you know, the Golden Eagle is one of the, the great innovations in that I think there should be a four-year-old series before they trans, you know, they go into open grade because I, I think uh, it, it really, it really helps that uh, transformation uh, from the three-year-old, you know, a little bit of a four-year-old series. And then, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I think it will be a continuing trend and you'll see more uh, trainers, you know, aim up as five-year-olds. It's, um, um, with, with, with that, though, so you, you think in, in the future there will be less like four-year-old mares in the Caulfield Cup? Oh, all, I mean, they're different cases, obviously, but, uh, you know, I would think that, that you know, that um, uh, it, it's a possibility. And I think it's even more so in the Melbourne Cup. I, I think those, you know, you know, you'll either have the... The uh, the northern hemisphere late three year olds or will have more like the five year olds coming through. So uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think there's definitely a trend there. And and what uh, James Cummings did with Colette is, I think, not so much a blueprint, but I think a forerunner to what people will be thinking about anyway. Right. I'm um, just one another thing with um, Explosive Jack. Um, is it? Have you heard from Kieran Ma? Is it both cups or has he made yeah. up his mind yet? 
yeah, I think they're going pretty much on the Cup's path and uh, certainly the Caulfield Cup and, and uh, aim up from there. So, uh, you know, he's a, a well-qualified horse, isn't he? A well-seasoned horse. He's a different case altogether. He's had plenty of runs at 2,400 metres and uh, so he's going to be well-seasoned to have a, a, a good go at spring. Whereas, say, you know, a hungry heart, uh, the, you know, as you mentioned, like she only had one run 2,400 in her in her career. So, uh, yeah, it'd be, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, he's a ideal Cups candidate. Okay. Thanks, David. Thanks for your call. Um, we're going to take a break here on Punters Postmortem. Uh, Ron Duffy, I'm not sure if he's still yep, there still or not. Duff, we'll let you go, mate. We know you've got an uh, appointment to get the jab, the COVID I'm jab. Get the jab, so if the stats AstraZeneca are right. AstraZeneca for you? The stats are right. I'm a, I'm a million to one chance to not be a year next week, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we slip the system there. There That's you go. Well, all those <laughs> tradesmen, I'm hoping you've paid up front. Exactly. (laughs) We'll talk next Monday, Duff. Thanks for joining us. We'll take a break. Munns and Dino, you stick around. And uh, for those wanting uh, Duff's horses to follow, we'll read them out for for you and get them on social media at the end of the program. Back after this. Favourites impending. Red light is on. Gates open, raising. A son of champion, Lonro, from dual Group 1 winner, Nemesin. Impeccably bred. Impending's the one, two, classy. He raced in all the big races against all the good horses. Impressive. Impending's run the strap broke from in her time and clearly innocent. You're impending and perform the photo Chautauqua or Rock Magic or clearly innocent. Then Vega Magic, Super Castrol, a queer man from Uncle. Imagine winning the Everest, the Golden Slipper, Sires Produce, Golden Rose, Caulfield Guineas, Darley Sprint Classic, Lightning Stakes, Stradbroke. Impending. First yearlings at the sales now. Get into Totally Workwear Bridalmere for all your winter workwear and corporate gear. We stock all the big brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD, NMT and Fashion Biz with a massive range of jumpers, jackets, pants and boots. Does your business need a fresh look? We've got you covered with our custom branding service. Come in store or we'll come to you. Open seven days and now till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Bridalmere, 279 Victoria Road. From suits to boots, we've got you covered. The McKell Cup 2019. Hush Rider's got a good kick at the 100 from Girl Tuesday. Highbridge is knuckling down in front. Hush Rider from Highbridge coming home with a wet sail. Hush Rider in front though and Hush Rider. The McKell Cup 2020. Cars off got to the front, 150 out. A length clear from here and Gore. Frankly Awesome surging now. Frankly Awesome's going after Cars off. Frankly Awesome, Cars off. Frankly Awesome went home best. The McKell Cup, this Saturday from Rose Hill on Sky Sports Radio. This is Punter's Postmortem. Want to get something off your chest? Call us on 13 53 53. SMS 0419 767 272. Or send us a tweet at Sky Sports Radio 1. Yes, uh, welcome back to Punters Post Morning on Sky Sports Radio. It's 9.51 and wherever you're listening around New South Wales uh, via radio, uh, good morning to you. Our next caller is there, Kurt. Uh, well, Kurt, it's your time to shine. Um, with Royal Ascot staying tonight, surely you've got something we can launch into. On you, Davo. How are you, my friend? Oh, good, mate. What are we backing tonight at Royal Ascot? Uh, Armoury in the Prince of Wales. It'll be winning, and also Batash will be winning, but no prizes for that. But every my fa- my best tip of all is wait for York, York Carnival, the Nunthorpe Golden Pal. A pity it had a bit of a miss, and it had to miss the King Stand because 
I don't know if you guys know, I already told you, remember I t- read you that article about Wesley Ward, how he said, oh, they're coming into my court here, man, they've got to come meet Jordan here. It's his best horse he's ever trained, and he's spewing it's not up against Batash. There was second fave, but it's going to the Nunthorpe. He said it'll be sweet by then, it'll be winning that. And that race is an automatic entry into the Breeders' Cup turf, so winning there as well. Um, Will Palace Pier best... win, Kurt? Sorry, Dino? Palace Pier, will it win the Queen Anne tonight? Yeah, for fun, Dean, for fun. Yeah, dollar forty, just yeah. loaded no, into the mouldy. Dino, <laughs> what's, the, what's the going there tonight, uh, Kurt? Yeah. Is it uh, uh, good I'll to soft um, months, in months, firm I'll give in you places? My, tip, my best tip of all, even in front of Golden Pal. The Queen's tea, Hat. Tea with honey and lemon. Trust me, or else you just die. If you have tea with honey and lemon, you what last you long about? hard every night. Huh? Is this better? No, than he's asking about the turf, the grass. No, I know, I know. I'm just telling you. If you want, if you don't want to go night night, tea with honey and lemons, the trick, mate. There you mate, go. Pepsi Max will beat it every time. Oh, please. So hang on. So I, I want to get a a multi here with uh, with the curtain Dino multi. We might try even try and get onto the those tab people you were talking about, Glenn, and get a multi um, up for our listeners here. So Palace Pier, you think wins the first Dino? Oh, it seems as though it'll win for fun, I think Kurt said, so that's fair enough. Okay, what about the King Stan? Are you both in agreement with Patash? Yeah, I would think so. Yep, yeah. $2.80. Yeah. Okay, all right. What about you, Kurt? Are you in agreement with Patash? Mate, didn't you hear me before? Well, no, I wasn't listening, mate. So you're tipping or... I'm married to the horse, Dave. Okay, right. Um, St. James Palace Stakes. Yep. Which one, Kurt? Armoury. Armoury. Oh, no, In that's the, the Prince no, of Wales. That, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not no, touching. That's that's too hard a race tonight. Yeah, uh, too hard? What about Patrick's? Right. I, I like race six, Patrick Sarsfield. I think uh, him and Blue Cup are the two... Blue Cup uh, owned in Australian interests, but uh, I think Patrick Sarsfield's probably the one to beat. 440 Patrick and 750 Blue Cup. Well, that's a that's a seventeen dollar multi, just a standard multi. I'll text Dicko and see if he's around, and see if we can get a little multi up uh, for uh, for Royal Ascot. Yes, Curdy boy. Month. I couldn't conceptualise yesterday that winner for Johnny O'Shea first up in Oz. Prom. Um, what was it called there at the farm, boys? Yeah, matter oh, of purpose. Geez. What was it called? Promise of success. Promise the of ex- success. Sorry. That horse, um, um, Munz, overseas, it only run third. In So that's the best it's done. It's had four starts, it's run third. That's the best it's done. For running third over there, it got $1,769. And yesterday it won, so I think that was, I think it's 26 grand for running first. But let's mm. just say it run third. That was five and a half grand. It's unbelievable, eh, Munz? Well, well, Kurt, I reckon you want to be on its back because it was a—it's a giant five-year-old mare, so she's only yep. four in no Europe. Uh, came here, a Kiwi Bowman put an enormous wrap on it, and it absolutely trotted in that race yesterday. It was only a—you know—a midweek maiden, but she'll go on from that. Looked very, very well, and when you consider she'd run in seventeen hundred, nineteen hundred, two thousand, and sixteen hundred, she ran in a twelve hundred metre race off two trials, and trotted in. It should have run on Saturday, if you ask me. Munz, can I ask you? I was at the ground. I had a gun day on Saturday on the pun and then, and then I went to the footy. But Munz, you know, at the footy, they, they put nothing over the um, 
uh, what do you call it? The uh, the public address. The announcement called? <laughs> public yeah, address. PA. Uh, correct. Yeah, the PA. Uh, the floating around the um, months was Dane Gay guy broke his hand. Has he broke his hand or not? I've tried to get the info everywhere, no. and you can only go what's, with rumours. It's pathetic, mate. You can't believe it. They can't even release that type of info on on the PA. It's pathetic, no. mate. Well, the funny thing about that, Kurt, and good to see you hijacking the Punters Postmortem Racing Show to talk about rugby league, um, but uh, oh, this has happened to me at the football before. You don't even know who's playing, who's in the 17, or now the 18th man, until the players run on the field and they put them up on the big screen. There is no announcement, despite the fact that sides are named an hour before the game, there is no announcement when you are at the ground as to who is actually playing that afternoon. Mm. So I could imagine oh. being at the races and not getting jockey changes, tactics changes, um, times, margins, all that sort of thing, track condition changes, and when you're at the football and paying your money, you don't know who is playing until they run on the field. Uh, boys, we're going to have a multi-open very, very soon. I was going on to Dicko from the tab, so he's going All to open the Queen's uh, hat. I'm just uh, trying to find a market on the Queen's hat. <laughs> well, is she going this year, or is Kate? Is aren't they? No, in no, COVID? she's oh, she's, she's going. going. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going yeah. to get that multi open. So it was uh, it was seventeen dollars for the multi standard. We'll see what uh, Dicko formulates his opinion and price. It was race one number six Palace Pier into race three number two Batash into race six number thirteen. And I've asked Dicko to open it in the next couple of minutes. So we'll get that open. Hopefully by the time uh, we wrap up on punters post mortem and get into our New South Wales preview, we've got Mick on the line. Morning, Mick. Oh, good day, mate. I just want to have a quick talk to Munzo. Mate, I'm in the uh, the over-70s group, and I just wanted to find out, um, when I have a bet, I ring up on the phone. I, I, I don't know how to use these new phones and all that business, and uh, I don't know why uh, I can't get second or third money back when I ring up when the, with the people that use the app do. Is there a different tone, or what seems to be the situation there? Uh, well, it's an on basically an online... Uh, a special, um, as far as I know, once again, this is a paramutual. Um, I would have thought by using your account, um, it well, would have It's a bit of a crossover promotion, isn't it? Isn't it fixed odds? No, it's gone second. back to the paramutual. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah your, your reward's paramutual, but if you bet, if you bet fixed odds, is that right? No, no, no. The, the, no, the no, specials okay. that they've had lately, if you, your first paramutual bet via your account, uh, ah, if your yes. horse runs I'm second or third, yep. um, you know, you qualify for the bonus bet of up to $50. But uh, I don't know, once again, whether it is only via the app or the internet. Um, I would have thought you would have qualified on your phone account as well because you're using your account. Using well, account, the same, that's what I'm thinking. It's the same as the tote. Mm. Same tote. Dave, that's another one added to your list at 1 o'clock yep. this afternoon. Beautiful, mate. I can take that to the big meeting. Don't you get invited to the meetings anymore, Glenn? We have all big meetings and chats and we no, talk Dave. about things. No, it's like, it's like tours, Dave. Uh, you know, cards are marked. Jeez. Yeah. Power broker, Dave. I just can't, I just can't believe you're not travelling, Muns, at the moment. No, no. Well, see, Dave, you had another trip away on the weekend. Well, I had a trip away. I went to Ramwick and Warwick Farm. <laughs> yeah. What are you complaining about? Mm. Uh, I'll tell you what, there was a massive crowd yesterday at Warwick Farm. 
Was he? An unbelievable yeah. number of people at Warwick Farm, and congratulations to the ATC and all of those people that did turn up. They put the, the old face painting, the, the pony rides, the slide. Fantastic. Uh, and the rides, and, um, you know, people are looking for something to do, and there's to nothing do. better exactly. than getting your kids in a, a big open field there, which is a race course. They can run around. They can look at the horses. They can yep. have a ride. Where the Mum and dad can have a bet and a drink. And um, a lot. I actually saw a lot of people after the last walking home. So there's a you know there's a big sort of population the the other side of the river at Warwick Farm into Chipping Norton there and a lot of people were walking home so they decided just to walk to the races. Uh, now with the rest of the Royal Ascot meeting, a couple of other punters here just saying, Dino, do you like anything for the remainder of the the week? Obviously uh, we're racing on every night there um, as it rolls through. Yeah, I I haven't done enough of that, uh, Dave. I sort of had a look at the first day. Um, and uh, I think that race that uh, Kurt mentioned, uh, who was he tipping on the second in the uh, the the main race there on the second day? I'm just trying to think. Um, I'm just trying to get it up on the screen now. But uh, um, the race that loves in, I'd be a little bit wary loves of Lord North Armory. Yeah, yeah, he's tipping out. I'm I'm a little bit with Kurt there. I think Armory came back really well and. Love is coming off a long break and uh, probably hasn't everything hasn't quite gone to plan. So, you know, I, I think Armory's a good chance. I hate to be agreeing with Kurt, but I'm I'm with him. Yeah, it's a three dollar eighty chance at the moment. Mm. Third pick behind Love at two forty and Love North Lord North. Sorry, Lord North. Three dollars yeah. and twenty cents. All right, they're going to open this multi. I'm just uh, mentioning to to Dicko, our man there at Tab. So there's going to be a multi open on uh, the Punters Postmortem Dino's Ascot multi for tonight. Hopefully this can set us up for the week. We need Palace Pier to win the first, race uh, one, number six, into race three, number two, Batash, into, and that's to win, uh, into, and that's the King Stand, into race six, number 13. Patrick Sarsfield. So the multi price is going to be $23, boys. $23 for all of those horses to win tonight, those three legs. And it will be open under today's specials. Yeah, Yeah, today's offers. uh, Dino's Ascot Multi, it'll be called. I'm looking at it now. uh, And they just uh, haven't put the props and everything in. But it's sitting there uh, as Royal Ascot offer number three. Yep, so, they'll be. I think they've got a Royal Ascot as uh, a Royal Ascot uh, hub. Yes. Yeah. So there's a number of other. There's uh, how many do you think Ryan Moore will win uh, at Royal Ascot? Will train. Yep. Uh, who the top jockey will be for Royal Ascot? Frankie Dettori favourite over Ryan Moore. Uh, combining an offer there with um, Euro tonight. Portugal and Palace Pier both to win at two dollars thirty, uh, and also France to win in Batash. At $9, so that's a Royal Ascot hub, and that's under today's offers as well, where Dino's Ascot multi will be. 10.03, Dave, horses to follow, come on. Yep, uh, what, what, what are our horses to follow, Glenn? Actually, I'm going to go with uh, the horses I mentioned there. Count of Monte Cristo, I thought was very, very good there, having its first start from Singapore. The first winner at uh, Warwick Farm yesterday in Promise of Success, and the last winner at Caloundra on Sunday. I think the next time you'll see it will be in the Grafton Guineas. Rogue Rocker. Or Rouge Rocker, sorry. Rouge Rocker. Beautiful. And there it is. That They are going in now. So 147389 is the prop number if you're looking for it. Dino's Ascot Multi. Palace Pier Batash and uh, Patrick 
like uh, Sarsfield, $23, is now open. Dave? Yeah, beautiful. 147389, Dino's Ascot Multi at $23. And I've got a response, Dave, to save you doing the 1 o'clock meeting. Yep. To um, the jackpots there. Um, the next equivalent meeting where that same debt bet type, that's for daily doubles and running doubles. For multi-debt bet types, trebles, quaddies and big sixes, jackpots generated after these bet types will be discretionally allocated to a future race meeting by marketing. And they have a year to do that, and most of them are reserved for feature meetings. Um, so that potentially could go to uh, a race over the Grafton Carnival. Okay. Dino, your horses to follow. Uh, my horses to follow uh, the first race that they've uh, at Sandown, the two-year-old. I think it'll be a really good race. Ranveer was underdone, but still won. But a really good first starter in our Heidi from the uh, uh, Philip Stokes yard ran second. So trusting that form, we mentioned Barbie's Fox earlier was out wide, and so is I am someone in the last. Uh, he just needs a fair wet track, and he'll be uh, winning pretty soon. So Ranveer, our Heidi, Barbie's Fox, I am someone. Beautiful. Nine hundred and twenty-nine dollars invested already. on the multi. A thousand and twelve. It will just go up. Thousand and twelve dollars already on that multi. A thousand and eighty-three. Are you happy with that? Twenty-three dollars, um, Dino. Eleven hundred and forty-eight. Uh, absolutely. Let's yeah. Let's get him home. All right. So that was a uh, Palace Pier to win the first, as we mentioned. Uh, Patash to win the uh, the race three, the King Stand tonight. They're all tonight, by the way. And race six, number thirteen, Patrick Sarsfield. So all of those runners to win tonight. At uh, Ascot, Dean Lester, uh, we put him on the spot and he went bang, $23. We've got that open with the tab. Uh, I've got Ron Duffy's uh, horses to follow as well. He's got two, uh, Grand Piano and Steel Diamond. Grand Piano and Steel Diamond for Duff. Uh, that's been Punters Postmortem, gents. Uh, plans for the day? Are you off to golf, Munns and Dino just relaxing, watching the races? Uh, doing the form for Sandown tomorrow, Dave. So, uh, yeah, we'll try and find uh, some winners tomorrow. Beautiful. And off to the golf course, Glenn? Yes, Dave, 10.30 hit-off. It's going to be a tight one, but... Uh, I can tell you're getting a bit anxious. Yeah, geez, it's all good, it's all good. You'll, you'll make it, you'll be, you'll be fine. Just stop traffic. Mate, uh, that's been Punters Postmortem. As we said, Dino's Ascot Best is up there open as we speak. We'll be back shortly with a preview of New South Wales Racing today.